Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. This is the latter rain outpouring. This is the time when God is going to pour his spirit out on who? Did it say all flesh? He said out upon Israel. He's going to pour his spirit out upon Israel. Ephraim. So, so now, now we've got to understand, we are in line, we are in place, and we're going to get done what it is that the Lord God wants us to get done. Let's go to the book of Amos. should have told you to stay over there, shouldn't I? The book of Amos, the ninth, the ninth chapter, Amos 9. One of the minor prophets, if you will. Amos 9, starting in the eighth verse, it reads like this, Behold the eyes of the Lord of upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, saith the Lord. For lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Israel among all nations. Isn't that what he did? That's what he did. Like as corn is sifted in a sieve, yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. In other words, he's got a hold of all of it, knows who everybody is. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword, which say that the evil shall not overtake nor prevent us. Uh-oh. Now, 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 wait a minute. What's the church saying right now? The blood of Jesus is going to take us through all this. No evil is going to overtake us. But yet, if they don't have the covenant and they've defiled it, God has hid his face from them. Now, let's see. Do you suppose some of them will get lucky? They better hope they get lucky, all right? Now listen, uh, all sinners, my people, he was not overtake or prevent us. 11 verse, in that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. That is a physical temple that is going to be built. Now, now, now I was asked a very simple thing when I was in Israel the last time, when I was in Jerusalem. And they said unto me, what do we need to do with the mount? I said, oh, it's simple. Take enough dynamite up there and blow that stupid dome off the end of the rock up there and, 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 and build the temple. They said, you're simple. You're simple. Yeah, I'm simple. You're serious. And I said, yeah, I'm serious. That is our rock. That's our dome. That's our hill. Not that dome. I'm sorry. That, that rock is. That's ours. That was given to us. Abraham did what he did there, all right? When he, went with, when he took Isaac and he almost had to slay him there, it was that rock. They say, you know, and, and, and yet the, the, the Muslim faction seems to think that all this somehow is belongs to them. Baloney. Our God is not their God. Ishmael was not the one that was going to receive the blessings. It was Isaac. And we are heirs. We are heirs of the seed of Abraham. 
So, so now, now we're beginning to see, and he said, I'll build it in the days of old. So the temple's going to get rebuilt. That they may possess the remnant of Eden and of all the heathen, which are called by my name, saith the Lord, that doeth this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes. Him that soweth seed in the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel. There it is again. And they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. There it is again. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. Uh, they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land. And I shall no more be, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. Folks, this is big time stuff. And I hope you're appreciating it as that. This is absolutely scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. You know, I say to people, what more? And from this point on, because I know I'm covered this thing, what more do you want? We didn't give you three, four, let's fly away sweet Jesus scriptures. I'm giving you scripture after scripture after scripture, especially with all the ones that I've already given to you. Let, let, with that same, let's go to to uh, uh, Zechariah. Let's go to Zechariah. Zechariah 8. Zechariah 8. Another one in Minor Prophets. Zechariah 8. Starting in the second verse. Zechariah 8. Actually, starting one. Again, the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I was jealous for her with great fury. Thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. It's been called that, and it is that, all right? Now, as, as, as he comes down in this, he says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for, for every age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. And then they're not going to be hiding, are they? And thus saith the Lord of hosts, it is, if it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of the people in these days, that's us, okay, should it also be marvelous in mine eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country. I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong, ye that hear in these days. Now, who is that? That's us. Now, he's saying, those of you that hear in these days, these words by my mouth of the prophets, which were in the day of the, uh, the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts, was laid, that they, that, 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 I'm sorry, that the tempe might be built. For those before these days there was no hire for man, nor any horror for beasts, neither was there any peace to him that went out and came in because of the, the affliction. For I set all men, every one against his neighbor. But now I will not be into the residue of this people as the, the former days. He won't be that way, saith the Lord of hosts. For the seed shall prosper, the vine shall give her fruit, and the ground shall give her increase, and the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. And it shall come to pass that as ye were a curse among the heathen, heathen, 
O house of Judah and house of Israel, we were a curse. Again, now, if we were a curse, uh-oh, come on, be careful here now. Well, now, the Lord God blessed me. I won the lottery last week. No, he didn't bless you. You may have won the lottery, but he didn't bless you. You're a curse. Are you beginning to understand why? Why, again, that, that bless God, the, the, the Word of God says, if you don't keep the, the, the covenant, the prayers that you pray are cursed. They're cursed. They're not going to reach anything or anybody, and that's what he's saying here. He says, so I will save you, and you shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, as I thought to punish you, when your fathers provoked me in wrath, saith the Lord God of hosts, I re- I, and I repented not. So again have I thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, fear you not. So he's saying, this is, you know, we're not going into that anymore. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you forth. And, and things are going to be not just a little good. They're going to be great. Somebody say amen. Let's go to Zechariah 10. Zechariah 10, the sixth verse. And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, Ephraim, and I will bring them again to the place, uh, again to place them, for I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off, for I am the Lord their God, and will hear them. Now, I want to stop, because if you don't understand, Judah is in a big a heap of trouble as Ephraim is with God. Have you got a hold of that finally here yet? Judah, see, Judah isn't the epitome of this thing because they run around with beanies and capes. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not the apple of God's eye. They are in as much sin, and they have as many, more, as many problems and more because at least we've got the Messiah, all right? And so, so when, you, when you bail into this thing, and then you begin to, begin to realize it. Now, in the seventh verse, And they of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man. And their hearts shall rejoice as though as through wine. Yea, their children shall see it and be glad, and their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. And I will hiss for them. What's he saying? He said, I will whistle and gather them. Come on, Matthew! For I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they, as they have increased. And I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. I will bring them again also out of the land of Egypt and gather them out of Assyria, and I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon, and place shall not be found for them. And, and he shall pass through the sea with affliction, and shall smite the ways of the sea, and all the de- deeps of the river shall dry up, and the pride of Assyria shall be brought down, and the scepter of Egypt shall depart away. And I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord." So see, there's not, there's not anything. There's not anybody. There's nothing, there's nothing going to take place. Go to Hosea, the second chapter of Hosea. Praise be to God. Hosea. Now, in this, in the 13th verse, verse, I will visit upon her the days of Baalim, wherein she burned incense to, to them, and she decked herself with her earrings and her jewelry, and she went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. Therefore will I allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. What's the wilderness? 
the church in our case, all right? And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope, and she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that, that, that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shall call me no more Baal. For I will take away the names of Baal out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And in that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, and with the fowls of heaven, and with the creeping things on the ground. And I will break the bow of the sword, and the battle... Uh, out of the earth, and I will make them to lie down safely. That's us. We're going to be able to do what? Lie down, lie down safely. I will betroth thee unto me, unto me for uh, betroth thee unto me forever. I will I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee uh, unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will hear saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens, and, 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 and they shall hear the earth, and the earth shall hear the corn and the wine and the oil, and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say unto them, which were not my people, thou art my people, and they shall say, thou art my God. We will say, and you are my God. Hosea 3, first verse. Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet, love a woman, uh, beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who took, looked to other gods and loved flagons of, uh, of wine. And so I bought her to me, and fifteen pieces of silver for an omer of barley and a half omer of, a bar, of, of barley. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days, and shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man, so will I also be for thee. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, listen, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without a teraphim. Afterwards shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. There it is, isn't it? The latter days. Are these the latter days according to every theologian on the face of the earth? Yes, these are the latter days. Let's go, let's go on. Let's go to Hosea 6. Hosea 6, the first verse. It says... Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. Isn't that really what we're saying now? After two days will he revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and he shall live in his sight, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as rain, as the latter and former rain into the earth. O Ephraim... What shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a, a, a morning cloud, and as the early dew it goeth away. Therefore have I hewn them by the prophets. Uh-oh. I guess there's a place for us. 
Doesn't sound real thrilling, no, does it? I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth by the prophets. For I desired mercy, and not sacrifice, and knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. But they, like men, transgressed the covenant. Uh-oh. They have, and have they dealt treacherously against me. Gilead is a city of them that work in iniquity, and is polluted with blood. And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by consent, for they commit a lewdness. I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, O Judah, he has set a harvest for thee when I return the captive of my people. So again, he's speaking about Ephraim, and he's saying, hey, Ephraim, you've been a mess. I set things up, and you tore things down. I tried to do in you, and bless God, there was no way that you'd let, let it happen. And now you, you're, you've paid the price. But again, what is he saying? I, I, I'm going to bring you back. Let's go to the 14th chapter of Hosea. Hosea 14. O Israel, return to the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen in thine iniquities. Verse 1. Take your words and turn to the Lord, saying to him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, so we will render the calves of our lips. Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. That's what's happened now. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and he and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine, and scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What I, what have I to do any more with idols? <laughs> Why get into that, right? Look what we've got. I have heard him and observed him. I, I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Woe is wise, and, and he shall understand these things, prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the justice shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. Now there's a warning that, that's involved in that. All that God's going to do, again, that sword has two edges. There's a side of it that will bless you. There's another side of it that bless God that will do what? Put you in the dirt. And you, have to, and you have to decide. You have to walk in that. And bless God, I'm going to tell you something. Do you realize that not, not everybody, bless God, is going, even though this is being taught, even though there's un, a surmountable amount of scriptures that's getting involved in this thing, there's still people, bless God, that this thing's going to do. And let me tell you why. The, the scriptures tells us not to grow weary and well-doing, Right? What happens to you and I, because we're flesh and blood, we grow weary. We quit fasting. We quit praying. Through all the years that I have uh, managed to minister and, and, and bring people to the places with the Lord God, and every time that I have ever had to sit down and counsel with them, the thing that always came up and the reason that they were going through the hell, as they would say that they were going through, not once in every ten, but every time, 
it was because they quit seeking the Lord God as he was gold and silver. They quit seeking him with all their heart. So you can't go over here and do all this and get some blessings and then get lazy. That's the reason that I said from the beginning, this has to become what? A way of life, brothers and sisters. This has to become more than just let's get together and drink a little matzo soup back here in the back because it's Passover. <laughs> I love that part. It's got to be more than that. You have got to be able to come to a place where you'll say, God, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I'm done. I didn't realize, Lord God, that my prayers weren't getting answered. I didn't realize you'd hidden your face from me. I didn't realize, God, that I'd become an abomination. We were told that we were what? Well, you got the Holy Ghost if you got the Holy Ghost. See, that was the thing. You, we got saved, and bless God, uh, then somebody come along and said, Oh, your problem is you've got to have the power, which is true, the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. You get, you, get, you get the Holy Ghost, and everything else is going to work out. We did that, and guess what? It didn't work out. Why? Because God had hid his face from us. What we got, folks, now listen to me. What we got, we got eternal life, which is everything after you give up the ghost. The problem is we're not ready to give up the ghost yet. That's the problem. We have knocked around and tried to convince ourselves that we're being blessed. We got all these things, and, 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 and the preachers helped us. Come up tonight. And we're going to lay hands on you that hey, whatever you put in the basket, you're going to get back a hundredfold. Some of us put all the money we had in the baskets. We couldn't pay the bills the next week. And never got behind back a hundredfold. Why? He hid his face from you. Your prayers are in vain. If you broke the covenant, your prayers become cursed to you. They're cursed. And yet, and yet somehow we think we're, we're just, you know, just got to keep doing all this stuff. And I mean, we got to do this, and then we got to do this. And then, then I just this week, I got seven easy steps, bless God, to, to prosperity. That didn't work. What happened? We bought a bag of rocks. Why? Because it was hidden in the volume of the Scriptures. And only a real, honest-to-God, living prophet was going to be able to draw those Scriptures out and say, here, Ephraim. This is you. This is what God is about to do. Rejoice thereof. Rejoice, for the Lord God is here. See now, 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 can you can you can you begin to, to understand the difference between when, when you're walking in these things and not walking in them? Sure, I hope you can. Let's go. Let's go to the book of Micah, the fourth chapter. A little old book hid back there. Bless God, just before Nam. Just before Habakkuk. Now, the fourth chapter, first verse. Fourth chapter, first verse. I'm waiting on the pages to quit rattling, okay? That's kind of a hard one to find, okay? I should have told you all to mark that at halftime, homie. <laughs> Thank you. First verse, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow into it. Promise of God. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths, for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. 
So it's going to go forth. In other words, it's going to be looked over or looked after. And he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall they learn any war anymore. Somebody say, Amen. Finally, you know, I said today, how is it that people hate the Jews? People still hate the, hate the black people. What, folks, is this as far as we've come in all these centuries? They hate this, and they hate that, and they got this group that wants to shoot that group. What is this? That's not the love of God. We are to flow in harmony. You know why we can't flow in harmony? Again, he hid his face from us. Fourth verse, but they shall, they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig. Three, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. For all people will walk everyone in the name of his God. And we will walk in the name of our God. Now listen, forever and ever. They're going to walk in the name of their God, so evidently there's going to be some other things going on here, right? Right. In that day, saith the Lord, will I assemble her uh, that halteth, and I will gather her that is driven out, and her that I have afflicted. He said, I'm going to gather. And I will make her that halted a remnant, that's us, and her that was cast from before a strong nation, that's us, and the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from hence more ever, and, or, or, even forever, I'm sorry. So what is it? Folks, I'm telling you, once we get there, we got it made, don't we? And that's really what I want you to grab onto here. Once we get there, we've got this, we've got this thing made. We first got to get there, okay? Now we will. There's no problem with that. I got, I got a, a few scriptures here in the book of Psalms, if you'll be so kind. The book of Psalms, um, the, the 14th, let's, let's do Psalms 14. Psalms 14, 7. And I, I do enjoy, and I have always enjoyed, understanding that, that the Lord God, he's, he's omnipresent. Just simply meaning he's everywhere at the same time. Try to figure that one out when you have a little time. Uh, uh, the 14th chapter, 7th verse, it says this, Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion when the Lord bringeth back the captive of his people. Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Again, proof, all right? And that's all that is. Another verse, Psalm 53. Psalm 53, Psalm 53. How many times do I need to say that? Psalm 53, one more. The 6th verse. All right? Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captive of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Wait a minute. I thought that's what it is. I wonder why we had to hear that twice. I think God wants us to get this thing. Amen? I think, I think that God is wanting us, brothers and sisters, to grasp hold of this and understand this. With Everything that God has done, and what, what we, you need to grasp behold here prophetically is that everything is done for a purpose. And everything is done within a timetable of which God chooses. That's the reason we went through. Uh, when, when I uh, taught the transition of the church, you remember, I, I began to talk about the fact that, in, in fact, if God had not transitioned from the beginning, even from let there be light, he was transitioning, we would all be Roman Catholics today. But the whole idea of God was to give, at that point in season, of that generation, revelation knowledge to make that work. Okay? Then, 
there was people like Martin Luther that chose to seek the face of God and dared to step out by faith and fast and to pray until the Lord God did what? Begin to reveal to him. What was God revealing to him? Martin Luther, come over here. Now, I want you to take what's right there. I want you to bring it over here, and I want you to tell, tell them that the Lord God is moving in a different way, a different timetable. And the Catholic says, that's heresy. Let's burn him at a stake. And they would like to, okay? But was it heresy? No. It was transition. We move on down the line, and I'm not going through the Episcopalians, the Lutherans, and all that mess, but let's, let's get down to the Baptists and the Methodists, all right? Now, when we got down there into this position, well, we, we, we began to do something different than what they had done. Things lightened up a whole lot called in, within the church, but relatively the transition hadn't changed. Because the Lord God then become, began to put a great emphasis, especially in the Baptist organization, upon salvation. And thank God he did. Now, what they were to have done was to brought all the truth from all the way back to the, from the Roman Catholics on over into where they were at. Same thing when the Wesley brothers came with the Methodist church. The same thing when the, the Pentecostal renewal time came. The th- same thing when, the, when that of the Charismatics came. Now, when I got involved into this thing, the thing that I said to the Pentecostals, because I was involved with them at that time, are you going to close your bowels of compassion unto the Lord God into this next transition? Oh, no, 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 we will move into it because God will do nothing, you know, without he do it through the Pentecostals. But wait a minute, that's what the Catholics said. That's what the Episcopalians said. That's what the Lutherans said, the Baptists, the Methodists. Everybody in between that, that's what they all said. But it wasn't the truth, brothers and sisters. God was going to do something new. And, and, and so we, we got into these areas, and what did, what did the Pentecostals do? Because, see, God had to bring back the teachers to the body. He had to. The Pentecostals didn't want teachers. They wanted preachers. And I love Pentecostal preaching, okay? I love it. Them brothers can preach and not even breathe, as far as I know. <laughs> my Lord and my God, I get trying to breathe for them. And I love it. And bless God, what happened? God said, okay, we're just going to have to seek out somebody that's, 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 that's listening, somebody that's seeking me, and we're just going to have to do it there. We'll just raise this all up. And he did. Long come the charismatic churches, the word churches we call them where they began to start trying to teach, and then they made one great grave mistake when they started trying to tell you that they have revelation knowledge of this stuff. They couldn't have. These people that are within that movement call themselves prophets are about as close as prophets as the dog that I keep outside in the dog pen at my house. They're not prophets. They never were prophets. They weren't called as prophets. They were called as teachers. That's what that was to bring forth. That's what God birthed into that so that the, the, that the body that was seeking after him could brought everything from back there forward, add the teachers to it, and guess what? We got it all now except for one small thing. God had to bring the prophets, had to bring the apostles in. Now, was the Charismatics going to do the same thing to the prophets, that, that which the, Charism- the, the Pentecostals did to them? Of course. That, that somehow they must go to school to learn to do these things. I don't know. Okay? But yes, they did. 
They wouldn't let me in. There was no way to get in. Every time I got in, and oh, they loved the gifts. Dear God in heaven, they love the gifts. Brother Deckard, if you'd just do the gifts and quit this, thus saith the mouth of God thing, man, we'd have you back. Oh. But you see, God was bringing the prophets and the apostles and beginning to bring them back in. And yet there was nothing, there was nobody there to support. There was nobody there to say, but there was nobody to support Martin Luther. There's nobody to support the Webb Wesley brothers. And by the way, brothers and sisters, they were all called cults at one time. So don't get all upset when somebody says, oh, you're in a cult. They've all been cults, okay? I love that. I said, dear God in heaven, did we ever learn anything? Because you don't do what I do, you're wrong. Isn't that right? Because you're not a Baptist, you're going to hell. Because you're not a Methodist, you ain't going to make it to heaven. That was nicer, wasn't it? And it goes on and on and on, brothers and sisters. But God transitioned. And now, and you know, and I'm going to tell you something. I've said for years and years and years that we are coming in this generation to the end of the time of grace. We're coming to the end of the time of the Gentiles. People said, well, 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 what do you think is going to happen? I said, sit down, I'll tell you what's going to happen. The greatest move of God that there has ever been on the face of this earth is getting ready to take place. This last dispensation that God is going to do is going to turn the heads of every religion, including Christianity, that's on the face of this earth. And I said, it will be and fulfill the scriptures that tell us that never again will they speak of the exodus out of out of Egypt, because this exodus back to the homeland to live there is going to be that great that nothing could have ever matched it in any way, shape, or form. People said, oh, that couldn't happen. Look around. There was only, I don't know whether there were six, seven, or eight of us. We weren't even in this room because, uh, you know, again, you know, this thing getting being Jewish gets in the way, and it costs too much to heat this one. We could heat that one out there. As we close the doors, we would have Shabbat out there. Then weeknight service. God said, you go. You just do what I'm telling you to do. And I became faithful in it. Came down here to minister like I did tonight to you or the multitudes that I have preached to. One time I came and the Lord God said, open your mouth. Here's what come out of my mouth. The Lord God is going to send me through the United States and there's going to be people here from all, all over the United States come into here for meetings. And I know you sisters were sitting there were probably as God as I was, and I was the one who said it. I went, yeah, they're going to come to Fairfield, Illinois for what? You're here, aren't you? And there's more of you coming. What's this about? This isn't about a man. It's not about a prophet. It's not about a town. This is about a living God that has to fulfill what he promised to his people. That he said right before he brings back the Messiah to the face of this earth, he will bring home Ephraim, forgive Ephraim her sin, and raise us up. We will be, brothers and sisters, the most awesome thing that this world has ever seen as we become one stick once again with Judah. And forever it will be. We will dwell safely. Bless God will not fear any of our enemies will not have anything to fear. It will be like into the Garden of Eden itself. 
Now, I'm excited about that. I, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether you can you can be excited about that or not, but brothers and sisters, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that because you know what? That sounds like it was when they were doing the things of the covenant and how God was blessing them, didn't it? That sounds just like, it, like, it, like the prophets talked about the way it was, and then the prophets prophesied the way it was going to become because what? They would forget the covenant. And is that not really what the issue is here tonight and today? Absolutely. We forgot the covenant. We got Jesus, and thank God we did. Okay? Of course, you know, we're accused of not having him anymore because we've become Jews. No, we've become Ephraim, so correct them on that part, okay? And if you lose Jesus having Ephraim, shame on them. Because we have not given him up. We have not denied him. We have placed him exactly where he belongs. That's the Son of Almighty God, our Savior, the eternal life that was given to us and the blood that he shed, that we might have that. Again, that was a continuation of his covenant. It wasn't the end of the Father's covenant and the beginning of a son having a covenant. There's nothing in the Scriptures that will give you that. Where did that come from? Probably that same bunch of bozos that tried to sell us on the fact that, bless God, what all these Scriptures we ought to call the Holy Scriptures of God. Not a one of them was holy enough to have sat down and even wrote any of it, but yet it seemed to have happened. So you and I, eh? That sounded a little bit of Canuckish, didn't it? Eh? You know how you spell Canada? C-A-N-A-D-A-A. First thing I learned when I went to Canada was how to particularly spell it right. Eh? I'm with my friend, and we go to this place, and he was taking me around and was getting a free cup of coffee. That right down a Jew man's, I mean, that's right down my alley, okay? Free coffee. Boy, it doesn't get no better than that. And so we're sitting there, and then and these two lads are sitting there. And one of them says, hey, he said, uh, I had to jump on the binders today. He had to jump on the binders today. Maybe he meant brakes. And then I asked my brother, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I had to jump on the brakes so he didn't hit that other car. The binders, you know, eh? Hey. Hey, I knew all the time. <laughs> Well, it is another country. Hey? <laughs> eh? And I love my brothers and sisters from Canada, okay? They're here. They come a long way. Some of you came a long way. Most of you came a long way. And I appreciate that. But I will guarantee you, you will not have left here this weekend without being fed to the very depths and the core of what this prophet can produce for you. Now, two more scriptures. Uh, Psalm 69. Psalm 69. Oh, how I love the Lord. 69. 34. 69. 34. Let the heaven and the earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession, the seed also of his servants 
shall inherit it, and they shall love his name that shall dwell there. So now, of course, that again, uh, that was Judah, okay? I'm not sure how I put that in there, but it's okay. <laughs> Leave it in there. Scratch it out if you want. Uh, but Judah, again, it's talking about that Judah will be saved. We know that, though. I mean, again, the Lord God said, you know, I'm going to bring Judah first, then I'm going to bring back Ephraim. And Judah's come, and somehow they forgot about Ephraim, or they would like to forget about us, or, bless God, they would dare to think they would forget about us. But you know something? We're going to stand up and yell loud enough and long enough, and we're going to provoke them loud enough and long enough that they're going to know that we're there, and we're going to be there in force. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. 78. First verse, 78. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Uh-oh. That's scary, isn't it? Incline your ears to the words of my mouth, and I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come in the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, Ephraim, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. That's what's passed down. That they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God and keep his commandments. Uh-oh. Eight. And might not be their fathers a, first, a, 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 a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed, carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. Refused to do it. And forgot, forgot his works and his wonders that he did that he had showed them. Now that's us. That's Ephraim. What did we do? We kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his laws. Turn back into the book of Hosea one more time. Back into the book of Hosea. I need to go the other way. It's getting late. Now, when you begin to, to understand this, and I, I, I want to, Hosea 7, 8. Let's turn there. Now these scriptures I have given to you before but I want to lay or tie this uh, to this. The, the, the seventh chapter, the eighth verse of the book of Hosea says, Ephraim, had, he had mixed himself among the people. Isn't that what was told that would happen to him? Ephraim is a cake not turned. They're done on one side. What are they done with? They're done with Christianity. There is another side, isn't there? Yes, there is. It's the law. Now look with me over into, bless God, the eighth chapter, the eighth verse, Israel is swallowed up now. They shall be among the Gentiles as a vessel wherein there is no pleasure. Uh-oh. Now, if you're not any pleasure to God, what does that mean? No blessings? Yeah. Pretty well so. And didn't he say that that's what was going to happen? That, that, that Israel, Ephraim, is swallowed up now. Shall they be among the Gentiles? That's exactly what happened to us. Now, look on down into the twelfth verse. I have written to him the great things of my law, but they have, but they were counted as a strange thing to Ephraim. Isn't that what's going on right now in the church? 
Isn't this all a very, 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 very strange thing to them? You better believe it's a strange thing to them. It's strange enough that they're calling us a cult. They're saying that we lost our salvation. It's strange because you don't keep the law no more. Didn't you read the book? Didn't you listen to what they told us? But we've found out because we left the everlasting covenant, now we're cursed. Now he's hid his face from us. And some of you, some of you are now, after a year or so, some of you are now beginning to walk in God's blessings because you have returned unto the everlasting covenant and repented. You're now beginning to find that these blessings are finding you. You're not having to go out and look for them anymore. And that's what this is. See, this is proof. God said, try me. See if I'm not God. And that's the challenge I give you. Try it. If he be God, he's God. If this thing's all wrong, you need to know it is. And the sad thing is, brothers and sisters, it's not wrong. It's right. And the reason it's sad, it's sad for the people of bless God that, that have not and, and have not received and do not understand that, that this, this God that we serve Bless God, they are losing out, and they don't have to, but you see, they have choice. The Scripture says that at any time, now those that bless God that can't seem to see, those that bless God that don't seem to have spiritual ears that can hear and understand Ephraim, the, the Scripture says that any time that they should decide that they wanted to see, they will see. So see, it's not, it's not like they'll never come around. They have choice. You have choice. I have choice. And when the disciples come unto Yeshua and said unto Yeshua, said, Yeshua, what is there about this that every time you get out in all these people, you start talking in these crazy parables, and nobody, even if we can't understand you, then you take us over here, and you get us over the side and sit down, boys, I'm going to tell you what this means. Why do you do that? Yeshua said, because it is not given to them to know. It's given to you. And what you've got to understand is you can do nothing about the church. You can do nothing about your families. You can do nothing about your friends because this has been given to you. Maybe not to them at all. Well, it got quiet, didn't it? Because we really don't want to see that happen, do we? No, we don't. But any time they desire to see, they're going to see. Any time they want to hear, they can hear. Religion will steal most of it. But we will come out. You're coming out. You're out. Don't you don't you let don't you let a spirit of religion take away from you what God is trying to take you give you. Like I said, this is the time of your visitation, brothers and sisters. This is the time of it. It's passing by. God has sent me to you. He sent to you a major prophet of God to demonstrate the power of the anointing. Bless God to give you the revelation knowledge of the Word. This is your time, and only you can decide what you're going to do with that time. I, I can't make that decision for you. I, I, I won't sit down and argue with you and say, oh, you've got to believe this, you've got to do that. If you're Ephraim, your heart jumps. If you're Ephraim, you're going to come because you're going to know that this is my hour and this is my time. And if you're not, we can preach to you and teach you all day long, and you'll sit there and go, well, I don't know, you know, Paul said. 
Just don't worry about what Paul said. You don't understand it anywhere near the day. Okay? Let's get on to what Yeshua, Jesus, said. Let's get on to what the prophets said. Let's get on to what the Lord God, Yahweh, said. And there's more positiveness to what they said about this everlasting, uh, everlasting covenant than, bless God, than any of the rest of it put together. And what Paul said means very, very little. And Paul, again, was not against the covenant. We think he is because we've misunderstood. What Paul was against was the Talmud. Paul was against the traditions of men. The same thing that Christ preached. He said, it's your traditions of your fathers that have taken all this away. You're all concerned about all these things, and it don't mean nothing. Let me tell you something. You're concerned about Paul because Paul said stay away from the law, and you're concerned about nothing. The law is there. We give you scripture after scripture after scripture. The law never went anywhere. The church went somewhere away from the law. It wasn't the law. He said, I, I gave unto Ephraim the law, and it was a strange thing to him. Still is today. But listen, listen. You can hear it. You, 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 you can hear what God is saying. Come home, Ephraim. Let me bless you. Let me, let me bring you up. Let me teach you through the prophet the ways that you might be the ones that will give me the glory that I deserve. And I, the Lord God, shall forgive you and bring you home. That's what I want. I want to be part of this, folks. And we've got to have you to be part of it, too, or we ain't going to be a whole, right? God's waiting for you and I. Now, let me tell you something. There's more of us this time than there was last. There'll be more of us next quarter than there is this time. And I'm here to tell you, of all that I do around the nation, these meetings are the most important meetings you can get to. And I don't. All those of you that have been here and those of you that have come the first time, you need to talk to them. Somebody say amen. Because this is where I can, I can come and I can begin to do what? I can begin to reason to you and with you. I can begin to show you the things of what a living God is after. Very few, if any of you, ever even 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 thought that because you're a Christian that God would have hid His face. But now you can understand undeniably by the Scriptures. And if He hid His face, huh, you can't find Him. He says, "Yeah, but if you'll seek Him with the whole heart through the covenant." See, again, when Yeshua said what? Now, anything that you ask in my name, he said, I will do it. I love this one. And we all said, oh, boy, I want this. I'll, I'll take a Cadillac. I, I, how about the lottery? Let's, uh, and, book, and next week, too, in your name, Jesus. It didn't happen, did it? You know why? He was speaking to those that were keeping the covenant. He wasn't speaking, bless God, to a bunch of ragtag people that got the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues and have received him for everlasting life. He was speaking to those that, bless God, had the covenant and kept it. Can you get a hold of that? I hope you can. There's keys. There's, uh, there's places in all this that, that you must come to, places you can understand. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you the other side of it. The, 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 I mean, the most fantastic thing of all this is really rather simple. And it, it's simple because this God has not made this thing complicated. What this God has done that we serve 
is simply this. He is now doing what? Making it available. And there's a great big difference between something becoming complicated and something that's now become available. It's available. It's, it's here. It's for you. Reach out. Reach out and grab onto it. And don't turn loose. Uh, and, you know, again, the, the fellowships are important. The reason they're important is because once that you can be separated, okay, darkness has a real shot at you. But as long as we can try to keep you incorporated in with other people, other believers, then it's going to be you can encourage each other. You can sit and listen to this prophet, and you can gain knowledge, and, and you can study this stuff together. And that's the reason we encourage you. Get into the fellowships. Form fellowships. If there isn't one in your area, we'll help you form those fellowships. Because we have to get, huh? We have to get to fishing. We have to get to hunting. Right? We have to do that. As soon as you start working the works, fishing is going to get better, and so is the hunting. Okay? We'll say it again. As soon as you get into this thing, okay, the fishing and the hunting is going to get better. God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you to come forth and say, Yes, Lord, you can count on me. I'm coming in there saying, I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to be a fisher, and I'm going to find Ephraim and reel them in. I'm going to bring them to these meetings. We're going to encourage them, and they are going to come forth like the fruit of the vine. Amen? Stand up. We're going to pray. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom. Until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.